Today, have share markets entered mania territory? Earnings season is underway and looking tough. Mike, uh, that disconnect between what people are seeing in earnings season and where the markets are, is it, is it taking us into dangerous territory? Well, if we look at uh, the earnings season for this uh, quarter in the States, which we're sort of in the middle of now, uh, profits uh, expectations have been revised down. So I think profits for the quarter are expected to be 43% lower than they were last year and revenue down about 10%. What that has meant, though, is that Wall Street's got into the uh, a habit of um, lowering expectations almost too far. So they've set the bar quite low this time, which has meant that, you know, sort of 80, 85% of companies are actually beating those low expectations this time around. Uh, and in some cases with the big tech heavyweights, uh, they're still actually performing pretty well. And their earnings are, are up on previous years because of um, as we've seen a shift to the digitization of the economy and online as a result of COVID. So there are clear winners and losers uh, from the reporting season, but, but overall uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a low bar, but expectations below. Yeah, so coming back to that first point, um, and it's something I think we've seen a bit with the New Zealand economy this year, which is that when you know uh, things have been completely wiped out as they were with the lockdown, um, any step in the right direction, any progress um, is viewed quite uh, optimistically and positively by people. It feels like, you know, if things are better than expectations, then we're doing okay. Yeah, well, we saw how bad they were in March with everything shut down, basically. So anything, anything that's better than that is a step in the right direction. Uh, it's a bit of a bumpy recovery. It's not a straight line out, but so long as we can convince ourselves that we are going to recover, uh, then that's basically all the market needs. And as we said many times, the market is not looking at today, it's looking at six months out. And six months out from now is 2021. Sorry to interrupt. If you enjoy this content, make sure you subscribe so you do not miss the next one and hit this like button to let me know that you want more information like this. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and, and coming back to those tech stocks, they have been real beneficiaries of this view that the world has, uh, you know, moved more rapidly to a, um, you know, a, a, an online place. We're more comfortable with the technology. But, um, you know, is there a risk of, and they're always, we, you know, we're always talking about it with tech stocks, a risk of that kind of bubble forming that we saw in the around 2000. Um, you've mentioned that word mania, um, which is going to get a few people going. Yeah, well, in order to, to, to blow an asset bubble, you kind of need to have three conditions. Um, and we actually have those conditions at the moment. So you need easy money. Uh, and we've seen interest rates drop to zero. We've got, you know, the record lows in most places. Uh, and credit is available again now. So we've got the conditions of, of free-flowing credit. Uh, the second thing we need is something to get excited about. Uh, and I think... When you've got stocks like Amazon, uh, Tesla, Netflix, they um, are big enough and exciting enough for people to want to actually follow and, and put money in. And then the third sort of thing to create a bubble is you need, um, you need the herd. So you need uh, mass support for these ideas and you need people to be talking about it at the barbecue uh, and saying how much money they made on the stock market. And that has started as well. So when small investors start to get involved, and we've seen that with the likes of Sharesies in New Zealand, 
and overseas with a company called Robinhood, uh, which allows people to buy into uh, you know, sort of household names. In fact, the level of ownership um, in, in, in Tesla, Tesla shares from Robinhood uh, has gone through the roof, has skyrocketed. I think uh, particularly for a lot of older share investors or share market players, this is uh, a little unnerving because it brings to mind the, 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 the shoeshine boy stories of the 1987 crash when you start to hear um, about uh, every sort of person on the street having their own stock picks. And this is, this is what Sharesies and Robin Hood's allowing. Um, yeah. it, it creates some concern that maybe, uh, you know, uh, that, that we're headed for something um, a bit out of whack. Yeah, so we've got the conditions to blow a bubble and to create mania, but we haven't done it yet, is what I'm saying, is that so those conditions are there, so we could quite easily in the next one to two years get into a situation, particularly if the recovery continues, where those stocks, uh, the household names of favourites, become ridiculously overvalued and we would have an asset price bubble uh, in tech names. Normally what, what bursts a bubble, uh, and that's from a historical perspective, has been rising interest rates. So that's the other thing which makes me think we're a long way off yet bursting the bubble is because interest rates are low and they're going to remain on hold at least for next year. We're starting to see that uh, reflected with the gold. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the popularity of gold is driven by interest rates. And so when interest rates are very low, and if you take off inflation, you get what's called negative real interest rates. Uh, and because gold doesn't provide a return, if the real rate is negative, it makes gold that much more attractive. And that's sort of the outlook for the foreseeable future is those negative real rates. So that's why we've seen gold in the last few days touch a brand new record of 2000 US dollars an ounce. Uh, and if this trend continues, it wouldn't be surprising to see gold break through 2000 an ounce. Yeah, and without treading, treading into uh, you know investment advice territory, it probably is worth reminding people that it gets treated uh, often as a safe haven alternative to cash, but uh, is a lot more speculative than that when you look at the track record over the last 10 years or so. Absolutely, yeah, it, it's gold is, is, is as volatile as uh, the market really, equity market. Okay, but coming, coming back to where we go from here, so um, not into what you might call bubble or mania territory yet, but um, so you're looking for signs that might be interest rates going up. Are there any other signs that would um, uh, make you concerned from here? Yeah, so typically what, when you get to the end of a bubble uh, or, or a mania phase, uh, the, the valuations go extreme or it goes up very steeply, very quickly. Uh, you look at the NASDAQ, I think in the last nine months of the 99-2000 period, period, it went up 100%. So we haven't seen that yet. If you were to see the NASDAQ, or parts of the S&P 500 double in a very short space of time, then you know uh, the yeah. end is nigh, or we're, we're in a dangerous place. So we're not, we're not there yet. As I said earlier, I just think we've got the conditions ready for it to happen.